This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. I'm Sabina Asadova, holistic health coach, and I just been interviewed by Dr. Karen, uh, the voice of the leadership show. And I would love you just to join us to see that top three recommendation. How the first one, how to uh, prevent yourself from getting any viruses. Second, how to increase your energy and be up on your feet whole day holistically. And the third, how to understand how your body talks to you. Please join us. Today, we are talking about proactive ways to take charge of your own health. And as the adage says, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Stay tuned for more of what you can do to stay healthy and vibrant as a busy executive or to get healthy if you're already behind the eight ball. So let me introduce you to my special guest. Sabina Asadova is the CEO of Global Health to Wealth Solutions, CEO and owner of the Center for Women's Wellbeing in Baku, Azerbaijan, a star executive marketing director for Longevity, a health and wellness company. And she's a registered nurse and member of the Clinical Practice Committee of Health Partners Methodist Hospital. Her registered nursing degree is from Baku School of Medicine in Azerbaijan. She is also certified as a holistic health coach, toxicity and detox specialist, and aromatherapy specialist. Sabina also has an MS degree in physics and an MA in international economic relations. Currently based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, she is a member of the National Association of Professional Women and was previously a member of the Board of Directors of Global Village Group and the Eastern European Medical Society for the Russian American Medical Association. She also previously served as a diplomat for the Embassy of Israel and Azerbaijan Republic and Director of Mashav. Israel's Agency for International Development Cooperation in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Sabina joins me today to talk about what executive business leaders can do to remain healthy in the waning pandemic and how to stay healthy and strong while carrying out a full executive schedule with travel, long hours, and other demands. So thank you, Sabina, for being here with me today, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Greetings to all listeners, and it's my pleasure and honor to be here today. Thank you so much, and I'm just delighted and looking forward to speaking to you, because you are talking about a subject that's near and dear to my health, well, near and dear to my health, and also my interests. I love talking about ways that we can strengthen ourselves physically. So let's just jump in. And first, 
I want to ask you some questions just about you personally, Sabina. So Mm -hmm. I know that you grew up in the Republic of Azerbaijan, which is now an independent country, though previously it was a territory of Russia. So tell us a little bit about your family and your early formative years in Azerbaijan. Absolutely. Um, I was uh, born and raised in Baku, Azerbaijan. It's a gorgeous place by the Caspian Sea. Well, I was born in Soviet Union because we were part of it. And very intelligent family. My mother is a a family physician. My uh, father is a professor in physics. And he's a member of the New York Academy of Science. I have siblings, my sister, uh, older sister and older brother. And um, she is OBGYN doctor back in Azerbaijan. And my brother, he actually started as a scientist, but now he's a business owner. I was raised in a very lovely family. And in my life, it happened to be that I had to restart my life many, many times. And the first time it happened when the Soviet Union crashed. So that was the time that I had to decide my profession. And uh, initially it was uh, leadership and I was looking into getting into political science, but it never happened because my country disappeared in one night. But then we have to readjust and survive through all this ups and downs and to get to learn how to be independent. And that was the other journey. So I decided to get in science as my dad and we had a dream to finish up the book. That's what we almost did. But then, you know, the other turns around, it was when I decided to pursue my career further down and immigrate to United States. But initially I was planning to go to Israel, but then ended up coming to United States and pursue my uh, last diploma as a nurse. But I was, an ed- I was an educator uh, in a mashav. Uh, But here in the United States, I'm a post-surgical nurse, bariatric nurse, and um, basically love what I do with my patients. My next chapter was just awakening to the holistic approach to the health. Uh, That was like almost six years ago when I needed it. Because I want want to come back to that in a second. Oh, sure. Your family then is a family of educated people, scientists people who are adding value and really making a difference. And you're starting to answer a question that was near and dear to my heart was, how did you help come from such a diverse sort of uh, set of interests running the gamut between, let's say the political side, the, you know, the diplomatic relations and now all the way to healthcare and plus you're an entrepreneur in various ways. And Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about how you develop some of those diverse interests and what fuels your passion now for healthcare. And you're beginning to talk a little bit about that. Right. I was um, getting uh, growing in a situation when the politically and um, uh, the countries was changing. And um, in order to adjust to economy, I was always looking for the ways to become better person, better specialist, I would say. And depends on the demand, I had to change, I would say, my focuses. So I was fully engaged into the science and where I actually did uh, a lot of researches. I have a, a lot of publications, international too. I was very close to finalize my PhD. 
And that was the time when I was actually realized that we are not getting any supports from the government. They're not interested into the investment, into the crystal growing, what I was doing. <laughs> and I had to find something that would be totally fulfilling and um, fulfilling me and at the same time bringing back to my community. It happened to be that I was able to pass the interview and uh, get into the position on the embassy. I started to grow um, on that, I would say, opportunity. I started as an administrative assistant, ended up being assistant to the consul. So I was running all this needs for the travels and meeting with the people. But then they assigned me to become uh, as a director, as an educator, based on my education. And we were planning to, our focus as an embassy was uh, preparing the base for Azerbaijan to represent, be represented in Israel. So in order for me to fulfill that position, I had to have two education in addition to what I have. So that was a requirement. That's why I jumped on and get my bachelor in finances. And, and other things that they required is a simple knowledge of the CPR classes, but we didn't have a CPR classes available. <laughs> so I got my nursing degree and I'm absolutely not regretting that. When my full, uh, I would say CV was ready to move on and kind of be prepared to be assigned representing Azerbaijan and Israel, it happened to be that up until today, they postponed that decision. It's a very strong political decision for Muslim countries as Azerbaijan to be represented in Israel. So unfortunately they did not pursue with that. But again, I didn't lose anything. I gained a lot of knowledge and that was actually a very great base. And when did that plan did not pass through, I decided to move to United States. So, you know, it sounds like one of the things I want to highlight is that your life and the way you're describing it also shows us a picture of the entrepreneurial journey. In other words, you look around and you see where the doors are open, where the need is, where you can add value, and then you prepare yourself for the next leg of the journey, not staying the same, because staying the same certainly will not be successful. So I really want to highlight that because, of course, we're talking to people who are business leaders and they have to do the same right. thing. So another piece of your journey is you're, you're melding together what I would call traditional medicine and then also something a little bit more on the holistic side of medicine. So tell us a little bit about how you've merged these two disciplines and the way that you combine that. Uh, I started to work uh, in the uh, Methodist Hospital and it's, it was a Park Nicollet. And by the way, it's uh, the hospital that was um, choose to be in top 10 in the nation. Um, uh, I'm very proud of that. And at the same time, it's a process of the, it, it, it's ongoing process of the adjusting to the new ways of the surgeries and taking care of the patients. And I was totally 100% in it. But when um, my personal health started to deteriorate, and um, again, it's a stress. Uh, I went through a nasty divorce and um, my body started to give up on me, <laughs> I would say. And when I uh, saw the doctors, 
the perspective that they gave me was not 100% satisfactory for me. And that was a big wake up call that I need to take um, responsibility for my own self. And that how my journey into the holistic area went in and tell you to choose back in my country in the European way of education. It's a huge part of being a medical profession. It's a preventative education. And that's the huge part that is unfortunately missing in our um, everyday approach in the United States. It's improving, but we're not there yet. No, we're a long way from that, I would say, Samina. We are a long way from being more in the preventive model that is more prevalent in Europe in general, not just you know in Azerbaijan, but other places in Europe as well. So I want to just shift the conversation a little bit because since you're talking about that, and often it is our personal experiences and our personal journeys that lead us to new discoveries or to look a little bit deeper at what some possibilities are. So I want us to take some time to talk about What's going on in the world right now? We are still in pieces of the pandemic. It's not really over yet. The world mm -hmm. is reopening. Many people are traveling again. And, you know, so I want you to talk a little bit about how can people boost their immune systems and maybe then prevent themselves from even, even catching this COVID-19 and talk about if somebody does get the virus, what they can do to increase the likelihood that they will have good outcomes on the back end. Absolutely. And talking about the, the current situation, we can always like uh, approach that with different approaches. Like, again, we are spiritual beings. God created us. And I am very spiritual and I believe in God. And I know that when we are allow our fears to come ahead of us or like um, preoccupy our mind, that actually brings a lot of anxiety and distress. And when that happens, holistically talking, we are starting to deteriorate our own self. I trust and believe that first of all, we need to address our mental health and just to decide to follow the word of God that do not uh, be afraid. That's the first thing. Uh, I truly would like to just to bring more information. That's actually one of my goals in life to be as a, to be as a resource to provide the education um, for each individual to be uh, advocate for their own body, for their own temple. When you have knowledge, you are enlightened. You are not afraid, and you can take a control of your own body. And in order to prevent yourself, of course, I can repeat everything that actually central media is saying and the doctors are saying, just wash your hands, make sure that you're kind of, I would say, if you're sick, stay home and all those general things. I don't want to repeat that. But uh, approaching the body holistically, uh, I learned that it's actually word to word uh, was the word of God that this body created by God so amazingly, it designed to uh, heal itself. But our goal and our job is to recognize how the body talks to us and to learn how to provide the raw material to our body to let the body do the job. So 
talking simply for immune system, all that we need to focus on increasing intake, and I totally suggest the supplementation of the vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D. Those are like a three uh, minimum uh, supplementation that will definitely boost your immune system. But we need to talk about the whole soul, uh, spirit, soul, and body, which means that you need to do your own process of dis uh, distressing yourself, making a deeper breath in and out, uh, being in the nature, uh, being positive, or surround yourself with a positive, same-minded people, and get a good sleep, and uh, provide your body raw materials, and the body will do the rest. Well, I really like several things that you said, because, of course, I definitely know and believe that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And you're saying that when we give our bodies those building blocks, if you will, then the body knows what to do to heal itself. And so often, I think, particularly in the U.S., we get so focused on one piece of it, we minimize the importance of the spiritual part you're talking about, or the psychological part as well. You know, I'm a psychologist, so of course that part is important yeah. as well. So having positive people, positive thoughts, and, mm -hmm. and you know, in essence, staying in a, in a state of peace, as well as giving the body, mm -hmm. you said the vitamin D, the zinc, and um, the vitamin C in particular, for the immune system, that that's important. Now, what if someone has done the best they can with that, and they come down with the virus anyway, what might they be able to do? Because I understand that sometimes there are some things that you could ask for medically or some things you could do mm -hmm. so that you have, let's say, a less likelihood of death, really, of being able to, to make it through <laughs> the right. process. So what else would you add just to help increase a person's opportunities, I'll say? I would say that catching the virus is a possibility, but again, how your body is prepared to that, it's a totally uh, result, depends on the results that you will get at the end. So basically what I would highly recommend to learn about the plant drive minerals, because our body, uh, in order for us even survive from day to day, we have to have those raw materials that comes from the earth. And that's the only material that by observable, so it's not just getting through the body, it actually absorbs in every cell. And that, that's, as you mentioned, it's a, a building blocks. So that's what we need. And that addition would help people to go through, I would say, disease stage much, much easier. And the reason why I'm saying that, of course, I'm talking about the people who don't have any predisposition or any like a, a disease that can uh, already affect their immune system. And in combination for what the doctor suggests, uh, I'm not talking about that part. What they can advocate for the, themselves is to supplement themselves with raw materials. And speaking about the supplements, we know that they're not regulated by the FDA. That's why it's very hard to find the material or the products that you can trust. So that's why it's another part of the conversation we definitely can address, but in the overall is the hydration, raw materials for the every uh, cells in the body, and plus those uh, vitamin D, increased vitamin C, and zinc. 
And uh, basically any virus is very typical to flu condition. And even though we heard so many complex situations with the COVID, it's very similar. If the body is strong, you will go through that without any complications or death. So I think this is really important. You mentioned several things. You talked about sleep. You talked about water in terms of hydration. And going with supplementation that's actually plant-based and that the body is able to absorb, that that's important. Because if you go down to the local store and get something, it may not be bioabsorbable. It may not be plant-based. It may not have the proper minerals in it that would allow your body to have the high quality raw materials. So I think that's really important that you mentioned that piece of it. So is there any advice that's different for people who have been vaccinated versus those who have not? Well, it's a lot of different, I would say, data right now available. And unfortunately, we don't have a full research on the side effects of the vaccine and we don't know many information yet. It's still in a process and of revealing that. Uh, what I would suggest, I mean, the body is the body. <laughs> so even if the person vaccinated, as we know that vaccine is not last more than six months. So which means that you cannot just count on that vaccine. You still have to advocate for yourself. You still need to realize that we are living in such a time that the situation with COVID is actually open up a deeper problem that we have. And the deeper problem in our population that we're living in the best country in the world with the best health system, but we're the sickest nation in the world. And we need to address that and realize that we need, if we want to take care, good care of ourselves, we need to understand the root. Why is that happening? Well, I'm really glad you're talking about that because I think some people have been lulled into a sense of complacency because, oh, I've got my vaccine, I'm fine. But as you're saying, it only lasts a certain period of time. And we know that new strains of the virus are also mm-hmm. you know, coming into the country. So all people, whether vaccinated or not, it's still important to keep the immune system strong is what I hear you Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very, very important point. Let me also ask this about the health status of people in the United States in general. And you Mm -hmm. mentioned we're, you know, in a sense, we have the best health systems out there, yet our health status in general is degrading. We have higher levels of obesity at earlier ages. We have more diabetes and we have other Mm -hmm. chronic conditions and diseases. Talk a little bit about why that's happening. What's, What's going on in terms of agriculture or the way things are done here that's contributing to that? Mm-hmm. Um, as a part of the Institute of the Holistic Health and as a certified holistic health coach, I am basing my response on the research that been more than 45 years by Dr. Wallach, who actually was a founder of our institution. And um, just bringing the fact on the top of what I learned from him, we do have official documentation by the United States Senate that is 264, that in 1936 was telling that 99% of American people are deficient in minerals. And the market deficiency in 
basically, it just confirms that it's almost like a hundred years ago. It's always was confirmed that we are deficient. So let's talk about the minerals and understand why we're starting to talk about that. Based on the Dr. Walk research, and plus um, I can uh, even say by the Dr. Linus Pauling, he earned uh, unshared Nobel Prize as a theoretical phys physical chemist. He said that you can trace every sickness, every disease, and every ailment to the mineral deficiency. And when we know that, we understand that the core issue on, uh, behind those epidemic of the diseases that we have, epidemic of the diabetes or other immune response of the bodies and diseases and uh, obesities is actually the core issue is the uh, mineral deficiency. So when we talk about the minerals, as a nurse, I had no clue what is the minerals, but as a phys physics like a background, I understand what it is, but it's a particles that actually in the soil. And again, it correlates to our creation. God created us from dust. And it means that we need to supply the same nutrients back into the body to supply every cells to develop a stronger cells. And I love how the Dr. Wallach spent so much time in his research and came up with the phenomenal solution. And he said that every day, every healthy person need a 90 nutrients for life. And when we're talking about the 90 nutrients for life, we're talking about trace minerals and definitely delivered from the plant-derived minerals from earth, 16 amino acids, multivitamins, omega-3, 6, and 9. And in a complex, it makes 90. So I promote for every individual to awakening to the situation that the condition that they have is actually not their fault and maybe not even what they eat. We used to say that you are what you eat. But in our days, we are what we are able to observe. Yes. And then it yeah. seems like also, I understand that the way food is grown in the United States and a lot of time in the mineral depleted soil, you can eat what looks to be healthy, but you're not getting the same minerals as let's say my great grandmother might've gotten when she was growing up in the 1800s or something, you know? Right. So it's a very different world. And these essential, these 90 essential minerals are things that your body doesn't produce in and of itself. They have to be right. introduced in, in order for the body to, to really take off. You named a few things. Name a few more because not everyone on this show is you know, from a medical background. So name yeah. some minerals just so they can hear the names of them and know what kinds of things are included in that 90. Oh, absolutely. So basically, when we're talking about trace minerals, we're talking about naturally occurred uh, plant-based minerals in the earth. I can name all 77 of them. No, no, <laughs> name all give us a few so people can yeah, hear absolutely. them. Yeah, absolutely. So know. we're talking about the calcium, magnesium, iodine, uh, copper, selenium, chromium, potassium. It's all kind of the part of the trace minerals. Yeah, thank you for, for sharing that because I know some people might be saying, well, what are they talking about? Are they talking about vitamin right. C? But is it 
So I think when we name a few of them, they say, oh, yeah, they may have heard of some of those. And at least they can begin to relate to it. So we know that there's a, a broader, larger problem with what's going on in, in the United States. And then if we turn our attention specifically to executives, executive leaders are very busy. They have, in a sense, high stress lives in a lot of ways because of the long hours that they're working, the travel mm-hmm. schedules and so on. And one of the things that I would say is a primary role for executive leaders mm-hmm. is thinking. So executive leaders have got to make these high level decisions all the time, use a lot of brain power. So what helps the brain to function, to have good concentration and memory? Absolutely. Um, When we're talking about uh, special executives, you can imagine that how much responsibility they're carrying every day. And they actually uh, amazing uh, group of people that I love to be among uh, because they know the time management and they can uh, share their energy with the family and then they're focusing on their businesses. But because the deficiency is actually not avoiding (laughs) them, a lot of people that I'm working with, they um, express that they cannot feel present after the lunchtime. Mm. So basically they're all concentration and their uh, ability to work and be fully present and fully engaged in their business last maybe from early morning to lunch. And after lunch, they feel that their energy tank is going down, they cannot concentrate well, and literally they just not as productive as they are in the daytime. I mean, early morning. So, Tell you the truth, it's very easy to approach and help and find a way to sustain the energy through all the day. Uh, That's kind of my expertise. And just to explain that, uh, how to say that after lunch, why they feel that their energy is gone and why they are not concentrating as much is just because their tank of the minerals is gone and their energy tank is down too. So because of the high level of the stress, that 2% of the population, which is our entrepreneurs, as we know, they're using a lot of their mind power and they're going through a lot of different stresses in their life. So when that is adding up to the mineral deficiency, what happens in in, in order for the body to survive, The internal mechanism is when you are in stress, the body is actually taking out of the bones and ligaments, those calcium and magnesiums to balance out your nerve system so you can survive through your stress. And that is adds up to already current deficiencies. That's why people who are very stressed and have too much responsibilities, they are more under deficiency than any other people that's why they're having to use a lot more and then it's depleted sooner so you've got to replenish it and for the brain function of course our brain is phenomenal mechanism and we do need to take consideration that when it's in stress we have a, a lot of issues with the synaptic connections so neuron connections and the synaptic connections when they are not well-being, I would say, 
we feel like we're losing focus. It's so hard even to remember things that uh, you need to do. Or let's say if you need to mention something on your meeting on in your report, you can literally just forget. And those are the like uh, red flags for, for people just to realize that the body talks to us. My approach is just to, ex like first step to, to, to start to improve is just to accept that this is happening and accept that we need to take care of ourselves. And that's the biggest challenge sometimes with the people who are responsible for others. They're not thinking about themselves. Yeah, and we always know, we say a lot of times, you know, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help the person who's next to you. And then I also think, when I think about it from a spiritual perspective, we want our cups to be filled up every day. And the more you are in a leadership role, you're pouring that cup out all day too, and you have to be replenished. And I like what you said that, because you started with this earlier too, you mentioned that the body does talk to us. So if you find that you're falling asleep after lunch, if you find that you have brain fog mm -hmm. and you're not concentrating, you can't remember things or your energy is low, the body right. is telling you it's missing something and that that needs to be replenished. That's what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. That's right to the point. And again, there is always the way out. And I normally, how I approach my clients, um, it's very individual. You cannot give the same formula for everyone. Mm -hmm. Because we have different backgrounds, we have different ways of eating and uh, providing the nutrients to ourselves. That's why, based on that, my approach is very customized, and I am always uh, approaching every individuals with a special assessment. And based on that assessment, uh, we can get the health score, and that health score will indicate the current condition of the body. That number will be indicating how. Uh, how much your body is deficient. And that's actually a great tool just for everyone. And um, I will definitely provide that at the end of the conversation. So everyone can be uh, able to just to try it. Well, and I think this is really important. What you're saying is that depending on what a person's symptoms are and what the body is saying, it's a roadmap to what it is that needs to be replenished and what mm -hmm. needs to be done. And you can read that and help the person understand what to do. So let's actually go there for a little bit. And I want you to talk about your um, how people can reach you. Your company is Global Health to Wealth, and your partners also with Longevity um, right. for the provision of these 90 essential minerals. And in your case, these are minerals that are plant-based. <laughs> and you are certainly assessing what a person needs before providing whatever that solution is. So how can people get in touch with you? How can they find out more? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for this opportunity. So uh, I would just share my website that sustains all this information. And it does have a link for the uh, evaluation. It's like a self-assessment tool. And it's pretty simple. It's a global health uh, number two wealth solutions dot info. And dot info, did you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be the easiest way to do, or the, my email is the same, globalhealth2wealthsolutions at gmail.com. I think that would be the best. I do have the Facebook page too, that is Global Health to Wealth Solutions, so they can check it out. And would you say the, the website one more time, please? Absolutely. It's a globalhealth 
to wellssolutions.info. Thank you very much. And of course, this is also going to be in the show notes. So if you didn't catch that, just look at the notes and you'll see how to spell it and everything and be able to go there. So I really appreciate you sharing all of these words of wisdom with us today about our health. There is something we can do, which is great. So what additional words of wisdom do you want to leave for my audience of executive business leaders? I would just say that please become your own advocate. Please believe and trust in your body as a whole and uh, use the resources that is available. And my goal is to educate people to reach their optimal health without drugs and surgeries. Yes, I love that. Thank you. To reach optimal health without drugs and surgery. And we know that drugs and surgery all have side effects. And sometimes what you end up dealing with is a side effect is even worse than what you started with. So it's wonderful to be able to work synergistically with the God-given body that we have and to resource it with what it needs so that it can heal itself. So what I've heard you say today is that when we're dealing with chronic disease and conditions and illnesses, when we're dealing with stress, the body is talking to us, it's leaving symptoms, it's leaving clues. And nine and a half plus times out of 10, something in the 90 essential minerals is missing that needs to be replenished. And we can no longer say to ourselves, oh, I eat lots of fruits and vegetables because those fruits and vegetables are being grown in soil that's been depleted from those minerals. So we've got to supplement, put those minerals back in so that our body has the building blocks to heal itself. So I really appreciate all that you've said about that. And I'd love to see my executive leaders in the audience become healthier because they're going with a natural, holistic approach that gives the body what's required to to be built. So thank you so much for being here with me today, Sabina. And hopefully you will come back again and we'll have an additional update. And uh, in the meantime, I'm going to close our show with the scripture text that I think is relevant for what we've been talking about today. And I'm going to read Psalm 103, starting with verse one. And it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So thank you to my audience out there from the voice of leadership and Dr. Karen Speaks Leadership, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, 
and leadership resources.